Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. We hope you enjoyed our episode last week on star seeds. Shanna and I definitely learned a lot. And I learned a lot researching over the past week about angels and aliens as well. It was actually very overwhelming and kind of mind-blowing. Yeah, last week we talked about the star seeds, and I think that this is kind of almost like a second half of that star seeds. Yeah, I felt like it kind of connected some dots for us. It definitely does. One of my favorite philosophers, Carl Jung, he wrote a book about UFOs. He was actually one of the first ones, I believe. Dude, what did he not I know? know? I was know. he like the smartest man on earth? I, I believe that he was. <laughs> I do. I he was a star to, seed? He would have to angel? be. He would have to be. But he wrote a book called Flying Saucers, A Modern Myth of Things Seen in the Sky. Well, his theory, though, was much like we talked about last episode that... Dolores Cannon wrote about. So he believed that it was a it was a collective consciousness a, from different beliefs from people around the world, basically. There was another book, Angels and Aliens, and Keith Thomas, the author, suggests based on how we were brought up, determined how we saw whether it was angel or alien. Like if we were brought up religious, if there was a belief system. A lot of similarities in the same thing, just different perspectives think yes. I mean, so, that makes sense. I know. I would love to read that book. There are a lot of similarities and parallels between alien and angels. They're both non-human. They're both supernatural and intelligent beings. And often they're described as coming or descending from the sky. Mm-hmm. They're both said to be very bright and almost blinding with their light. They both are described as having a very high vibration. Mm-hmm. They're usually said to have no gender. They're both unseen and are unprovable. A lot of them are considered messengers and rescuers. Intelligent, powerful guardians. They kind of have this stereotype mm-hmm. that, because of the media, you know, in movies, yeah. uh-huh. that aliens are scary and angels are divine and heavenly. Well, I mean, hello, aren't we all just super shitty in the fact that anything that looks different from us we think is scary? I know, isn't We it? do that with our own human race. That's very true. So, of course, we're going to be that way if, it's come, if it doesn't come down and look exactly like us. Yeah. I would say that they're both also considered light beings. And mm. I did a little research on what most people believe is a light being. This is an advanced being who exists in pure ethereal form. So all energy. Mm -hmm. They're energetic beings. Highly spiritually evolved. And they have mastered consciousness. They live at a very high frequency, higher than human beings. And they're able to travel distances through astral travel, driven by universal love. They are here as lightworkers and helping humanity through its awakening. In order to be here on earth, they have to manifest into a physical body. And this requires them to lower their vibration. I mean, this sounds to me like they don't have an ego and that they're just pure souls. And then when they come to earth, they actually have to lower that vibration and adapt to ego. Interesting stuff. So the best to my interpretation, using the Bible and other removed biblical text. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and earth, 
he made angels, and these were divine beings, sons of God, and servants to God. And he had an army of them. There were seven archangels who were said to be the overseers of all angels, God's helpers, protecting, guiding, and assisting mankind and the earth. And there were thousands of them. In the book of Tobit, Archangel Raphael said to him, he said, I am Raphael, one of the seven angels. And in the ancient Jewish text, they extend this to 15 different archangels. Two of the archangels actually made the cut and made the Bible. And this is Archangel Michael and Archangel Gabriel. Michael being the chief of the angels. Made the cut. Yeah. (laughs) And Gabriel famously is the messenger who spoke to the Virgin Mary. There's not a whole lot in the Bible about angels because they actually, most of the stories they have removed. I did some research and only found in Ezekiel that he described them as living creatures. He actually said sometimes they presented themselves with four faces, four wings, bronze calf feet, sometimes a face of a lion, an ox, or an eagle, that they were bright and were like almost had like lightning type flashes coming out of them. And that's interesting. A lot of the early drawings in like mm-hmm. ancient Egypt showed just what you said. Yeah. You know, it had the heads of birds. And then Isaiah in the Bible, it describes the angels as having six wings, two that covered their faces, two that covered their feet and two to fly. There's a story about the brightest angel of them all that God had made. And perhaps they say he was the most beautiful angel, and his name was Lucifer, whose name actually means the being of light. He's also called in the Bible the morning star and even Venus. The story says that because of pride and greed, God cast him out of heaven. Once the Son of God is now known as Satan, Satan means accuser. I did look up also online what Satan meant and in the dictionary online the first definition I found is the angel who in Jewish belief is commanded by God to tempt humans to sin to accuse the sinners and to carry out God's punishment the second definition I found it says the rebellious angel who in Christian belief is the adversity of God the Lord of evil there is really nothing that I could find that actually clearly defined that Lucifer is Satan. But he is mentioned more in the New Testament than he was in the Old. Historically, he is basically the chief of the fallen angels. This is who he became. Yeah, I found that in Matthew twenty-five forty-one. It quoted the devil and his angels. Yeah. In the book of Enoch, it said that angels, also known as watchers, were sent to the earth to watch over humans. And they soon begin to lust after human women. Some of the angels laid with the human women. And it said that the sons of God had offspring with the daughters of Adam. And these were called Nephiliums, which means fallen ones. It said that God was very upset with these watchers that had laid with these human women, and they were now in the same boat as Lucifer. And then they go on in Genesis 6 to describe the hybrids. 
I actually found that there is a list of what these fallen angels had brought to earth. There was one who um, considered sinful because he was teaching astrology. Another one who taught the humans how to make knives and swords and shields. Nephiliums were known as great warriors, biblical giants. It was once claimed that the mating of the sons and gods of daughters of Eden caused the flood. Enoch also called the watchers Gregories, and this described them as soldiers of human appearance and their size being greater than that of the great giants. So in Greek, the word Gregory actually means watcher. However, the Hebrew meaning is awake. And in the Mercer Dictionary of the Bible, it makes a distinction between Gregory and the fallen angels, stating that from the fifth heaven, Enoch sees the giants whose brothers were the fallen angels. Fifth heaven, could that be fifth dimension? I looked up what fifth dimension is and I collected a lot of these characteristics from many different articles, but I'm just going to read some of the ones that stuck out that I thought were interesting. So all beings on the fifth dimension are interdimensional beings. They're united and as a collective consciousness of spirit, but there is still an experience of I as an individual member of the group. Linear time and space do not exist, and there's no illusion of separation or limitation or distinction between past, present, and future. Instead, there's just a constant experience of oneness and all. People generally communicate through telepathy. There's no hunger, poverty, or crime. There's abundance available to everyone, everyone living without fear, and they have complete trust, and everyone is awakened to the divine. And then if someone in the fifth dimension experiences fear, they actually drop down to the fourth dimension. So if anything happens where any ego pops into the fifth dimension, you drop back down to a lower dimension. You know, kind of like where we were just talking about the light beings, a place where no ego exists. As I looked into the stories of the angels and the aliens, there were so many comparisons, and this seems to been since the beginning of time when we actually were mating with them what say what (laughs) (laughs) now what i found to be very interesting is that in the book of enoch when enoch describes his grandson noah he had very pale skin his eyes were very bright and looked different that he had long white hair and that Noah's father had told Enoch, his grandfather, he said, he looks like one of them. He looks like, you know, one of the sons of God. He doesn't look like a human. So was he, he was a hybrid? According to the book of Enoch. Which is probably the only description. Of Noah? Of the Nephiliums. It's the only description that I could find anyone ever describing. Well, I only found three spots in, I went through every single different Bible. And I only found it. Well, they're, they've been taken out of the Bible. Yes. These books. I'm talking about like all of the current versions. Yeah. I only found it in Numbers, um, Genesis, and Jude. And what did they describe him as? They didn't. They just mentioned oh. them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they very much have been wiped. And it makes sense why me and you were so shocked to know that these angels from the sky had sex with Adam and Eve's children yeah (laughs) I mean it was a little shocking to me 
And I guess that's probably why they took out the Book of Enoch and some of the other books in the Old Testament because most of the information on the angels and the archangels are all within those books. In the book American Cosmic, Diane Pasulka, a professor of religious studies and chair of the Department of Philosophy and Religion, she researched the similarities of religious biblical accounts to the supernatural accounts of aliens. For example, aliens and, and UFOs coming down from space can be compared to the ancient experience of, of angels descending from heaven. UFO experiencers seeing like floating orbs and discs and flashlights can be compared to when Ezekiel saw the chariot of wheels within wheels that descended from the sky. Examined in Aaron von Denken's book, Chariot of the Gods, he reinterprets almost every major ancient civilization's religious and cultural legacy as the works of visiting aliens. Take Enoch's story, for instance, the only man taken alive, okay, to heaven. An archangel picks him up in his chariot of fire and brings him to heaven. In a whirlwind, by the way. Is that a religious saintly encounter or is it an alien abduction? It could be either or, based on the descriptions that I've read. It sounds like. Yeah. After doing some research into all these aliens, what I really have put together is that during the time that Dolores said that the earth had been seeded with that first wave, mm -hmm. that was the exact time when they were testing the nuclear bombs. She said that the only time they're allowed to intercept is if it's something that's going to cause a wave effect and, a f and um, do harm to the solar system and other planets and beings. There were um, a group of men who were working with a, a nuclear bomb and it accidentally went off and they all five had the same account of this light coming down out of the sky and shooting it down. In the same area as some of the testings of the nuclear bombs was the most talked about event, Roswell, in 1947. They captured at least three ETs. Two of them died at sight and one of them was alive. And they kept this little guy alive. Was he little? Yes. They oh. said he was about three or four feet tall. They got the spacecraft. And there's actually an amazing documentary on Netflix that, that one of the guys worked on that spacecraft. Bob Lazar says that it's nothing like he's ever seen before. That we don't have the capability to make something like that. And that all the inside, like, the, for, for almost like a little child. So, you know, they actually have, like, different names for different aliens. So that sounds like a gray. A gray or the small-bodied, kind of larger head, but very little aliens. Actually, we have a extraterrestrial manual. I, I actually printed it out. That was, was from, like, late 1940s, but this one was revised in 1954. But it described these aliens. They were called EBEs, extraterrestrial biological entities. And there's inscriptions of two of them. So someone leaked this, correct? Yeah, so this manual on the very first page, 
on the on the front of this manual, it literally tells you you're not supposed to forget. Yeah, read this it says shit. top <laughs> secret magic eyes only. But since we have magic eyes, it's good. It says breathe that. Okay, warning. This is top secret magic eyes only document containing compartmentalized information essential to the national security of the United States. Eyes only access to the material herein is strictly limited to personal. It's forbidden and punished by the federal law. Should we not read it? So, I mean, this leaked. It's on the internet, but this is a real document and it describes the two different types of extraterrestrial biological entities. entities. So I was just looking at the the first page of the manual. It shows the chapters and like the table of contents. Basically, this is a manual that if you had come across a extraterrestrial, what you're supposed to do. <laughs> and it also includes recovery and disposal. Shut up. No. No, shut up. Yes, recovery operations. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm not going to dispose of them. I'm going to be friends with them. Right? And then identification criteria. It sounds so crazy, but this this document is not crazy. This is what they found. Read read to yeah. them the description. So here's here's an example of a EBE type 1. These entities are humanoid and might be mistaken for human beings of oriental race if seen from a distance. So they're about 5'4". So about your height? Yeah. <laughs> and they weigh about 80 to 100 pounds. Yeah, so like me. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Nope. Um, <laughs> proportionally, they are similar to humans, although their cranium is somewhat larger and more rounder. Their skin is pale chalky yellow their skin is thick and slightly pebbled in appearance their eyes are small white set almond shaped with brownish black irises and have very large pupils the whites of their eyes are not like humans they have a pale gray cast their ears are very small and set low on the skull their nose is thin and long and their mouth is wider than the humans they're nearly lipless there is no apparent facial hair and very little body hair that being very fine and confined to the underarm and groin area. The body is thin without apparent body fat and the muscles are well developed. The hands are small and long with long four digits with no thumb. They don't have a thumb. The outside digit is jointed and there's no webbing between fingers as in humans. Whoa. The legs are slightly but noticeable bowed and the feet are somewhat splayed and proportionally large. Then the EB type 2. These entities are humanoid but differ from type 1 in many respects. They're tiny. Yeah, 4 feet 2 inches in height and weigh 25 to 50 pounds. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, Proportionally, the head is much larger than the humans of type 1 EBEs, the cranium being much larger and elongated. The eyes are very large, slanted, and nearly wrapped around the side of the skull. They are black with no white showing. There is no noticeable brow ridge, and the skull has a slight peak that runs over the crown. The nose consists of two small slits, which sit high above the slit-like mouth. There are no external ears. The skin is pale bluish gray color, being somewhat darker on the back of the creature and is very smooth and fine-celled. There is no hair on either the face or the body. The arms are long in proportion to the legs and hands and have three long tapering fingers and a thumb, which is nearly as long as the other index finger. The feet are small 
and narrow and four toes are joined together with a membrane. It is not definitely known where either type of creature originates, but it seems certain that they did not evolve on Earth. It is further evident, although not certain, that they may have originated on two totally different planets. And you know what else is funny is I don't see it in here, but I did also read that they don't have genders and that they had different organs than we did. Mm. Um, I think that... it. It's very interesting how detailed that description is. Clearly, it was some something sitting right in front of them. There also is in that book descriptions of the mm-hmm. spacecraft mm-hmm. and what to do if you came across it. And that was crazy because we know that if they made it here, they are far more intelligent and advanced as we are. You know, let's talk about the documentary. Bob Lazar, Area 51, and Flying Saucers. There was... An account of nine of these spaceships. We actually physically saw them. Worked on one, on one of them, yeah. Yeah, on part of it. Yeah. He has been harassed. He has um, been shunned. And his life has been wiped away. There's yes. no accounts of him going to school. Yeah, he went to anything. that invisible college too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, they have. They tried to discredit him by making him look like a liar. And his mom was on the documentary too. And she's like... You know, there his friends and family always vouch for him, um, but he's very frustrated. He's decided to remove himself, and he kind of lives out in the middle of the desert in California. He said he's not even really into, like, UFOs and ETs. No, he he's sad because it did take away from his life purpose, which he did love learning about new technology, but that's really where his love was. He you know, said he wanted to tell people because he felt that it wasn't right to not tell us. That, that the American people and everywhere had a right to know. Yeah. Can but, you believe nine of them? They said that the government keeps it from us because it, it would it would just earth shatter people. They don't. They would have to come up with a better way to present it to us. It would freak people out. It would oh, freak out. Yeah. Uh, the Vatican. Yeah. Well, and then not only that, but it's also on... If they can figure out how to simulate and build something similar to these spacecrafts that have this gravity and build a force field around our battleships and our bombs and our yeah, then huge for that it for would us. be huge for us so the technology again, they said that they have like way further advanced than where we're at i mean there are so many people in our past um that have painted these like the apache indians they had cave paintings of aliens and ufos there's the stonehenge and there's the pyramids in Egypt. There's the stone fortress in Peru that they cannot wrap their heads around how complex these things are and say that there had to have been some sort of advanced technology by extraterrestrials. There are Egyptians, like you mentioned earlier, where they have drawings of spaceships and planes and helicopters. And elongated heads. They and elongated actually, heads. They, they also found large people. They oh, found giants. They, they did. Found. In 1705, there were bones in New York that they believe... In New York? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. ...that died in Noah's flood. In 1890, found 11-foot-6-inch bones that, like, when you put them together, of the femur, the tibula, and the humerus. The humerus? Yeah. 
Um, and then in 1894 in France, there was skulls found of 28, 31, and 32 inches in circumference and said that these were probably people of the height of about 15 feet. Wow, the watchers, huh? Yeah, and then in 1928, found large skulls with DNA mutations unknown to human, primate, or animal. In early 2000, there was a 15-foot humanoid near Bulgaria Whoa. that was found. And they've also found bones of giants in Saudi Arabia, Rome, England, and Wisconsin. Oh, my God, that's <laughs> hilarious. Oh, my gosh, that's I know. so funny. I know. Ancient astronaut theorists believe that humans on Earth actually originated from Mars. They explain that the human body adapts to its environment. And that's why astronauts actually grow two to three inches when they're in space. Oh, are you serious? I am serious. And this is because space has less gravity. So when, if you're, you know, up in space or you're from another planet, it's going to affect your height, okay? Whether it has mm -hmm. more or less gravity. Okay. It could make you taller, thinner, right? Mm -hmm. This is also probably why your heads are larger, the cranium is larger, and then, of course, you'd be paler or would have larger or smaller eyes depending on how much sun your planet got. Makes sense. Yeah, totally makes yeah. sense. Well, I think I also read that where they were landing was very familiar to where they're from. Very, yes, very deserty, right. just like Nevada. Another scary thing that we have to say is that some of the people that reported that were in communication with some of these little beings that showed up that they that were still alive actually told them like where they were from. They said that we were an experience, just like Dolores in her mm -hmm. book, The Three Waves, said. And also said, though, there are some tall beings, mm -hmm. and they are actually not good. Yeah, they're bad. Oh, I, I know. like that. And they are closer in light year to us than the, any other than the good ones. Yes. Yeah. So I that's not that good. Too. You know, there's a gentleman in the Guinness Book of World Records. Um, he's ten foot nine. Oh, I know. I used to love to look that stuff up. I wonder if he's one of the. Um, you know, you're you're like halfway there too. Okay. Ah, so I'm a, I'm yeah, a, you're I'm pretty a tall. Nephilim. Yeah, and I'm one of those little tiny EBs, the three feet like. <laughs> But Mandy, do you know that last year in 2019, there was almost 6,000 sightings of UFOs? It was like um, a really high amount. Really? And wh why is it that a lot of them are on the East Coast? I've been seeing that a lot of them are on the East Coast. Probably. I don't know. And then you also had told me that you found that a lot of them happen after big natural disasters. Yeah. And oh, they always say that they see a lot because they, and they say not because they've caused it, but because they're trying to help. But usually it's the little good ones. Aww. And I have to also say that really they're not called UFOs anymore. They're called UAPs, yeah. Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. Yeah, you know, Hillary Clinton announced that on Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah. But, you know, that was really cool. Like a few weeks ago when that teenager had discovered an exoplanet that was orbiting two stars instead of one and this new planet that no one ever knew about. And they I hope he got hired. No shit. I know. They were finding out all kinds of stuff even after that and since then. Well, I mean, they just recently came out with the um, 
the Department of Defense from the Pentagon released those three videos. They were called Go Fast Gimbal, and originally it was called Flair, F-L-I-R, but now known as Tic Tac. It's pretty amazing. I would suggest going on YouTube and watching them, but they are videos of the very strange spaceship, and they decided to release them to the public. I actually found original whistleblowing admission of this like on a website. Really? It's all anonymous. I'll put a link to it on our right. website. But yeah, another one that we should mention was in 1984. They Oh, the Russians? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There were three crew members and on the 156th day saw like this strange orange glow and it was like surrounding them and it kind of morphed into shapes and they said that the light was so bright that they were literally blind and then all of a sudden they saw these seven like huge angelic beings with massive wings that they described as maybe possibly being up to 80 feet tall of course when they shared what they saw they were told that they were probably just hallucinating. It was and all three were having the exact same hallucination. That's so weird. And to make it even more weird, three more joined them mm -hmm. and all six of them saw it again. Yeah. And to make it even more weird, I did a past life regression. Yeah. And, and described. I described the same thing. Yes, you did. Before I ever knew about this. Yes. You and she literally described. Seven angelic beings in space. And one came to me and I said, who are you? And he said, one of the seven. Mm -hmm. Crazy. I know. Crazy, crazy. Me and Shanna were freaking out. You know what? This is also crazy, but I'm sorry, but there's proof that the government has been running top secret programs and tracking the study of these UFOs for over 20 years. There's a video online you sent me of that woman who was talking about all the presidents and how they were like briefed on it. Yes, actually, do you know that all presidents have tried to get classified info on UFOs and they've all pretty much failed. Yeah. And they, you know what they suggest? And I've heard this in two different uh, things that no, I have makes watched. Me sad. That possibly JFK was killed because he really wanted to share the information that he knew. Yeah, I know Hillary Clinton and Bill. Yeah, they were, were totally into it. They were really into it, and they just want to know more and more and more and more. And actually, on one of the Netflix documentaries out right now, I think it's called Unacknowledged, he was advised not to know because he would end up maybe like JFK. You know, uh, the other day I was at the doctor's office, and the doctor had a calendar out, and it was just a white piece of paper, and, it, and then on it, there was a picture and it had two people's faces that were like blue and purple and pink. And these two faces, the profiles of these two faces were looking at each other. Do you know that all four of us saw something different? Sloan pointed at it and goes, mommy, look, it's a butterfly. So these two faces profiles wow. at, looking at each other on a white background, she saw them as is a butterfly wings. Oh, wow, that's so cool. Yeah, different. It's all, and so this has really put me into a place where I, in my life, yeah. have seen an angel. I saw one in ICU, sitting mm -hmm. in my room. Yeah. I saw one when I felt like I had crossed over. But someone with zero faith may have thought that I was a little alien in the room. Yeah, it's, and so I can, it really resonates, you know, like uh, Doreen 
virtue. She says in her book that angels come in all shapes and sizes just like people. The archangels, not surprisingly, are the tallest and the largest of the angels. The guardian angels appear three to four feet tall. She describes how... Not weird. Uh-huh. Angels I mean, are on higher frequency waves. But she goes on to also talk about how they'll present themselves in different ways so that we feel comfortable and connected with them. Yeah. And she is like an angel. She would be yeah, she's what the you angel called. guru. <laughs> yeah, like there's actually um, people that are study angels called mm-hmm. angelology. Oh, and then there's the ufologist. Yeah, they have names for everything. You know, we should also mention the Project Blue Book, and that oh. that is a a book that's been around and was set up since 1952 and has numerous accounts of the UFO sightings. So right now, this book is compiled of over 12,000 sightings of unidentified flying objects. And still today, 700 of them, according to this book, is unexplained. But then you think about it, 12,000 since 1952? I guess not all of them make the Project Blue Book, because in last year, in 2019, there was almost 6,000. That's crazy. Something what's going on. I think people are waking, awakening. It's those little indigo and rainbow children that are more aware. And they do say that the star seeds are the most likely to experience UFOs and angel sightings. The more high your vibration is, the more you're able to connect with these interdimensional beings. Totally makes sense. Because right. that's when I saw mine. Was yeah, when I was in my highest vibration. And I looked up if there was different ways we could connect with angels and aliens. And you can obviously meditate, bringing yourself to a higher frequency and accessing that higher dimension. Of course, I would definitely suggest protecting yourself too and do this responsibly. Yes. You could use different stones. Scientists have speculated that Moldavite's high vibrational frequency may cause extraterrestrial influence. And this stone has been known as having a very unusual intense energy. It crashed to the earth 15 million years ago. Another stone is mesolite, and it's said to actually be like an extraterrestrial telephone. <laughs> E.T. Phone home. I don't have one of those mesolites, but I might have to get one. Yeah, I'm me too. I'm not sure if I want to <laughs> try to connect with an alien. I don't know. Breathing, relaxing, following your guidance, asking for signs. You know, all the things we've talked about in the past yeah. that just raise your vibration. I'm sure crystal quartz. Look for the synchronicities. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's angel lights. Oh, a yeah. really good one. Yeah. And I've noticed just since we started looking into this that you and I both started seeing a little bit more energy it's pretty crazy once you become open to something you know I had dreams last night I had some intense dreams yeah my vibration has been yours has been incredibly high oh, very crazy. yeah you know I wanted to mention that there was a study done by the University of New Mexico mm-hmm. and they reported that a hundred percent of people believe in something higher, some mm-hmm. sort of higher being. 50.3% believe in angels. 497 believe in aliens. Middle-aged females who watch daytime TV believe more in angels. And young, urban, non-religious males who watch late-night TV believe more in aliens. And they said that angel believers usually have more children. About 5.4 kids and <laughs> aliens 1.8. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Is that funny? But no, if you think about that on a more deeper level, yeah, 
you've got this younger urban kid, so that'd be like Connor, my son. Yeah. The They're the ones that are more open. Yeah. They're scared about the direction the world is taking. They're less conditioned. Yes. They're shying away from worldly conditions. Makes sense. All of us mid- middle-aged females sitting around watching Days of Our Lives. Yes. and Angels. I wish. <laughs> I don't know which Days of Our Lives. It's probably the same shit as it was 20 years ago. Okay, so let's break that shit down, actually. It's time for Break That Shit Down. <laughs> yes, let's okay. break that because shit down. I, I seriously, I, I want to break this down. Ancient hieroglyphics ancient text that is on the walls of the pyramids and on these caves caves yes and yes and also in the bible mm-hmm. are showing that there were some sort of angelic or alien one or the other beings coming down from the sky coming down from the sky period period whether you believe that it was an alien or an angel there was mm-hmm. some sort of being that came down to the sky they were not human Correct. Right. Yes. Now, there's also, no matter where you look, there's also reports of some sort of craft. Whether it's a it's a saucer or whether it's a chariot of fire, there's some sort of vehicle that also had to do with them that came from the sky. I hope one of my homies comes to get me. Yeah. There's and also... And G-Wagon. Right. <laughs> We've also learned that the government, 100%, knows about this and they've done a great job of hiding it period period we got a manual right there for christ's sake that describes that we have even been in contact with them and have obviously checked them out so far that we know where their pubic hair is yes okay now we also (laughs) we also know because of our last episode that these aliens have seeded the earth to try to to help us most of them, the extraterrestrials, love us. Yes, and they came during the times that we need them when we we're about to blow ourselves up with nuclear bombs. Yeah. Angels just... slash aliens are, are here to protect us. Yes. It seems like the majority of them are all about love. Well, and some of them are little and some of them are super freaking tall and yeah. big. And some of them are blue and some of them are black and some of them are white. Yeah, and gray. And gray. And gray. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still mind blown. I don't understand why I'm 43 years old and I'm just now learning that these fallen angels had sex with Adam and Eve's children and made these hybrids. I mean, whether you believe you're a hybrid of an angel or an alien, it's a fact. There's a lot more. Yeah. But my past life regression, what I experienced in my near death experience, and then my research this week, angels, aliens, same things to me. We actually didn't just, you know, get all this information from someone else and we're just telling you. There was a lot of, like, dots that we had to connect to come up with some of the things that we've discovered. And there is no way at a low vibration I would have ever been able to understand any of that. It would have just went way over my head. But we hope that that you as listeners will be able to understand this, that we were able to relay it to you in a way that you would be able to. Yeah, break it down a little bit more gentle. And then like we always say, we hope that you guys go out and if you're interested and if you want to open your mind, research it yourself. Look up words like fallen angels. Look up aliens versus angels. Watch research. some of those documentaries. There's some amazing ones on Gaia. Yeah. 
uh, watch ancient aliens, research videos of spotted spaceships, listen to Joe Rogan and his interview with that Bob Lazar guy. And also he does have a great Netflix documentary on right now. I found it almost like a movie. I was really into it. Sad. Yeah, it is sad, but they did such an amazing job. The narrator cracks me up. He drops the F-bomb all the time, but he's funny as shit. You know what? They are brave. So come out and use their voice. And next week, we have a guest on that is doing just that. And he's so brave. But he's not an alien. Well, maybe. He might be. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But no, next week, we have a special guest with us. His name is Bill Ranshaw, and I can't wait to share with you a story. It's a tough topic, and I feel blessed that he's going to use our podcast as a platform to get a story out there because it's very brave. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening. It doesn't make sense that the big giants, like, they had sex with the regular human. Ow. (laughs) Oh, my. Yeah. Ouch. I wonder if everything was giant. <laughs> no, seriously. Feet. Did you see how big were some of those feet? Oh, those poor women. Oh, my God. And having a baby from a giant? Oh, my goodness. Oh, <gasps> Poor girls. Big old wankers.